Hello and welcome to this podcast of Medical Humanities. This is Khalid Ali, the editor for Screening Room, and I'm very honored and pleased to have with me here uh, two of uh, Sudan's eminent uh, uh, music makers and singers, the Nightingales, represented here by Hadia Tulsum and Amal Tulsum. Uh, without further ado, I would let them introduce themselves. My name is Hadia, uh, the eldest sister of Amal and Hayat. Hayat is the youngest, but she's not here with, with us now. My name is Amal. I'm one of the Tirius uh, in the Middle East, age-wise, I mean. Uh, Hadia and Amal here represent the the, the group, uh, the Nightingales, or Al-Balabil, uh, a music group that have enriched our uh, cultural and music life for the last 45 years. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, but don't mention it. No, we're not mentioning <laughs> ages here. Now, uh, it, it is a great opportunity to have you here in London for the first time ever. Uh, before we talk about your music and your legacy, uh, let's go right to the beginning and tell us uh, more about how, how it all started. Uh, I'm sure it was difficult to embark on, 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 on a career of, uh, about, of music, uh, for particularly women in the Arab world and particularly in Africa. So tell us how you started, how did it all begin? We are seven sisters and three brothers. Uh, my dad, he, he's a liberal man, and uh, my sister, they started uh, dancing and uh, representing the Nubian culture, uh, the Nubian uh, tribe, dancing and singing. After that, we, we we gathered together as seven sisters and we were performing the Nubian uh, folk dance. It happened that uh, a musician, a very famous musician, his name is Bashir Abbas, and he wanted just uh, three voices to say a, a portion of a, a song. So he came to our house and me and Hadia and were supposed to be Shadia, uh, the third sister, and we did a rehearsal for his song. After that, it happened that Shadia was, uh, uh, she said, no, I can't do that. So Hayat came with us and we became a three. When we started in the TV uh, performing this song, uh, people started to say that, oh, this is amazing voices. We were not uh, planning to be uh, professional singers, but it happened that we became uh, the Tirio and uh, we, na- we were named as Al Balabil. As you mentioned, the, the, the Nightingales, and we started to perform in the radio stations and uh, even uh, abroad in other countries. So you were pioneers in the sense that, uh, obviously, before... That we're talking about early 70s? Yeah, 1971. 1971, that's yeah. where you started. And this was actually... Yeah, Hayat was 13 years old. She was yeah. in middle school almost. And I was 15, Hadia was 17. Okay, so quite young at a very early age that yeah. you started. But you were pioneers in the sense that uh, you started this uh, uh, group of... Uh, uh, three young sisters starting at a very young age. How, how uh, the reception, uh, artistic reception, as well as the social and cultural reception to this different uh, way of, uh, uh, before that it was all, uh, as you rather said, it was very male dominated. We didn't have a lot of uh, women in, in, the, in the music uh, industry. Field, yes, yeah, you're field. right. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Mm. The journey was tough, but 
with the support of the family and very, very close friends, we could continue, especially our father, you see. Uh, he supported us, and as long as you believe in something, you have to fight for it. And this is exactly what, what we did, uh, regardless of what was what the opposition that we got or we experienced at that time. But uh, after like one year, and then the second, and then the society um, you know, started accepting. to accept. Mm. Yeah. And uh, appreciate uh, and enjoy and love you type of music. Yeah. And one of the goals of Arbalabil wasn't just singing. It was to change the society itself, the way they Through look music. at women, mm -hmm. especially in the field of music and, and arts in general. And uh, I think we succeeded in that because it's not just, as I said, just singing, but via music and the songs, we sent so many messages. And we continued our education, even in music. We, we started music as well. And we made, like, as you say, um, most of the cities and villages in Sudan we sang in. Um, uh, you said about the, the, the message that you wanted to, to, to spread around, uh, first of all, uh, probably pioneering the women's role in, in the uh, African or in the Sudanese uh, yeah. society in particular. But I know your background and your heritage, and you wanted to uh, emphasize or to raise awareness about the Nubian culture and heritage. So tell us more about that. Well, as you know, the Nubians, uh, you know, they're uh, the, the civilization. civilization. Yes. yes. And if you compare oh, where yeah. exactly we are from, Halfa, which is at the border of uh, the north. The no in the north. North Egypt, Sudan. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can say Halfa as a city, the nearest other city is far away because there is desert. So um, uh, there, uh, the society of the Nubians is completely different when you come to the middle of Sudan and this stuff. Uh, the, the the culture there is different. There is no gender, uh, what do you call it, discrimination. And the woman is very well respected there in the Nubians. And even if you see the language, we do not have male and female there. Mm. You see? We are proving it by language, which is a culture. So itself. you started with the very first, uh, uh, yeah. the basic uh, yes. way we, you address each other. There's yes. no different yes. pronouns for men or women. Life. So it's all completely uh, we share it. And truly, truly unisex. Very, very respect. Yeah. And even in our uh, dance or music, so we Crazy. dance together, both of them, uh, women and men at the same place. We don't have like uh, separation. separation or yeah. segregation yeah. Of, of the sexes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is quite uh, uh, revolutionary, uh, you know, regarding the, the Arab culture or the African culture at that time to, to introduce something totally different. You see, um, I think the Africans, they do not have this discrimination as, as you know, if you compare it to Arab. But Sudan has known that a multicultural country. So I think this is why the influence of Arab was, the, this is what brought Dominant. this discrimination. Yes, discrimination. So uh, t tell us about uh, probably one of the, your beautiful songs which, which uh, address the, the 
the issues of the resettlement of the Nubian people with the, uh, the High Dam and the Naswan Dam and, and, and the trauma that uh, people faced and how you, through your music, expressed that, the psychological trauma of resettlement for the Nubian people. Well, um, I remember I was a kid and uh, I took the train with my grandma, my granddad. I remember that day, I will never forget. Uh, when we were moved from Halfa to the new area, which they call it New Halfa, which is completely different. Okay, we came, we were moved to Eastern Sudan. And uh, it was really sad, sad memories. Because you see people living all their lives and lifestyle, their memories, everything. And then you're coming to a very new environment. This uh, tells us about the role of music and art and, and song in particular, raising awareness of social uh, social injustice and, and the trauma that, that these people face. And this is followed by the fact that uh, it describes in a very uh, sensitive and a beautiful way the 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 sailing or the setting of the of, of the boat from from the harbor to to go and the, the, he describes his feelings of happiness that he's about to go and 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 remember and relive those beautiful memories so he back went to yes back to halfa starting from when he uh, took he the asked. ship yeah. and he uh, went direct to see the places where he used to live and he lived his uh, childhood so he's, he found nothing. There is nothing but there water. Everything has been submerged. And all that and then, culture. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so and he was just crying and describing his Hoping that emotion. the One, dam yeah, yes. would be, let's destroyed. say, bluntly <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> and then back again, the Nubian kids. Be to, to go back and, and live in the, their old homelands where yeah. they're. Uh, grandparents and, and where they all had this yeah. lovely time. So it's, it's a great, powerful song about this, and we're going to hear to hear it. Uh, we're back again uh, talking about uh, with the Balabil, with Hadia and Amal. Uh, let's now talk about both your encounters with, uh, I hate to say the word, with, with illness, being that physical or mental illness and your roles with your music in 
in healing music and art in healing uh, people with long-term illnesses you mentioned about your example with uh, the group or the lady who had rheumatoid arthritis and then Amal will tell us about her experience as a music uh, therapy teacher, teacher mm-hmm. for children with autism. Let's start with, with, with uh, Amal first and your experience with uh, music in helping uh, young children with uh, autism. Yeah, I, I had this experience when I was a teacher uh, in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates and then they uh, started establishing a center for autistic kids and uh, you have different level uh, like uh, some of the kids were extremely the autism was uh, so advanced uh, yes advanced and some of them they have like hyper and i was uh, the only teacher for music so when when i realized that when the students when when uh, i take one-on-one uh, definitely, because you, it's very hard to have two. So one-on-one, whenever they come to the uh, music room, they they never want to leave the room, never. And even it, when I play the music, it relieves them and it relaxes them. And sometimes they bring uh, some of the students where they are extremely... Agitated uh, uh, or, yes, or, or, or hyperactive. Uh, hyper, yes, hyperactive. So the music, I, I knew that it, it relaxes them and it calms them down a lot. So no, 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 no doubt that the music, uh, by all means, it's, 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 it's got a, a curative good, or, yes. or a healing, healing effect on, on, on children oh, and not just definitely. children, I think their families. So you use your expertise as a professional yeah. uh, singer in using that as a, as a healer yeah. in a way. And you spent three years in Abu Dhabi teaching, teaching music and working with uh, children I with special like needs. I spent like 11 years. 11 years, even yeah. more longer. But yeah. with special needs, like one year and then I went to the United States. Now, now, how do you tell us about your experience yeah, again? With, I can with, add up something. Of course. Uh, you can say I speak Arabic or Nubian or English whatsoever. Unless you know the language, you won't understand. But music is the language of the world, of everybody. This is why even when you see the autistic kids or even anyone who is sick, when he listens to, to music, he doesn't, he doesn't need someone to interpret yes. or explain. Exactly. It's something that you feel. Universal. It's a universal language. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and you feel it more than anything else. And as, an ex- as the experience of a Belabel, when we came back again after 20 years of stopping to sing together. The re- Belabel reunion. Yeah, reunion. In 2008. Well, um, I had, a, you know, the fans of a Belabel. The fan group, yeah. They get to know each other from our concerts. They didn't know each other before. But we made like uh, a very, very, very big group and in the, under the name of Balabal Friends. Some of them were sick, but they used to come to our concerts, thinking that or feeling that when they come, this makes a big relief. They don't feel pain for weeks and weeks. And uh, they are all like, we live like a family. We meet every now and then. And also, I remember one of the ladies she used to live in out of Sudan. She called me. She used to go to a psychiatric okay. for, for three years. Yeah, for, for she said to me yeah. once I, since I started listening to your music, 
I and didn't need to concert, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need to go. So you started using your music in supporting people with long-term illness. That yeah. has, and this group has built in 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 numbers and supported each other. People with I understand from me, you told me people with rheumatoid arthritis, yes, yes. people with uh, undergoing chemotherapy and so forth so your music helped in that and in, in, in a way that that's again the healing and the curing side of uh, mm-hmm. the curative side of music the agenda of arts and humanities and music is, is a big agenda in in the uh, healing or caring profession whether that's being uh, nursing or doctors or, mm-hmm. or physiotherapists uh, helping people uh, ill people in hospital or, or back in the community and this is again has come into the uh, the teaching of medical uh, students in, in medical uh, uh, schools in the in the United Kingdom, uh, instilling that sense of humanity mm-hmm. and care and using art uh, uh, to support the science of medicine in 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 caring for for people and understanding their their life stories, their background, and part of the people life stories is music and and what. Uh, are they they grew up ca, ca, with ca, can of, I course. <laughs> of course you can. i remember that we have one of uh, uh our doctors his name is abdul salam Jerez. yes he's a very famous obstetrician yeah yes an artist. and he was sick yeah okay and he was in the intensive care like for five days or something like that after that they uh, uh, he was conscious and they took him to another room and it happened that we were uh, going uh, to visit him, me and Hadia. And just when we entered the room, uh, we were our, the, the first visitors uh, beside his, his kids were yeah, around yeah, him, his daughter and yeah. sisters. And then we started to sing the Nubian song when we entered the room. And then he started to cry and laugh at the same time. Engage and interact. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. one of his daughters, she recorded this. Mm. And it was all around the country and outside even. Uh, and it was very touching. It was very emotional. Yes, and emotional. I, I think one of your beautiful songs that I like that uh, is, is called Your Love for People. And I think it embodies, it emphasizes the qualities of a, doc, uh, of a good doctor. Uh, compassion, caring, empathy, understanding and communication. So your love for people. And can you tell us just a few words of it so we can translate to people and they can... Uh, share with us this experience. Your love for people made me love you more and more and again. Your compassion and your humanity made me forget my uh, sorrows and pain. particular song of your music uh, uh, which is the train of nostalgia if you call it that uh, it it 
reminds people of their connections and their bonds and their love for, for Sudan. They're resident in the UK, but your music and your concert, and this uh, song in particular, uh, triggered in me personally the notion of the, the love for the beautiful memories that uh, mm-hmm. we had listening to your music, and we're very uh, honoured and pleased to have you uh, in London to, mm-hmm. to share that with us. So can we say a few words about the train of uh, nostalgia? Guitar <laughs> shock. <laughs> Uh, the train of uh, the train of nostalgia how, how, how soon will you start uh, uh, start a journey to take me back to my beloved people uh, to, 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 to go back to a country where whose people are compassionate and tender and loving and you settled there and we all settled. Beautiful song, so we're going to listen to that. Now, I would like to um, just mention one more song, uh, Dunya Ashri. I'd like you to share oh, that yeah. with us, a song about uh, hope and, and, and hope for a better future and facing life with a positive uh, approach or attitude. Energy, Tell us a few yes, about that. Yes, this song is... Uh, it's a Nubian song. Yeah, it's a Nubian song. It was made by uh, Sabar, the lyrics, and Khidr uh, Al-Attar, Sabar uh, is a doctor, mm. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and this song is encouraging people, actually, and advising people to deal with life in a positive way and positive energy. And saying that life is beautiful, don't make it ugly. Why do you make it ugly? Why? And it's encouraging people to, to be united, love each other. And this stuff, you know, that all these positive things. <laughs> so it's a very positive song about yes. hope. And this actually, there's a message there for patients, for uh, uh, care, uh, healthcare professionals of all, from all backgrounds that uh, we, we need to work together, help uh, people, sick people at the time, uh, uh, a critical time when they come with illness in, in hospital. And that's the time where we all pull our resources and and physical and emotional resources to support each other and su- support the people we care for. Um, thank you very much, Hadia and mm-hmm. Amal, for, for your thank you so uh, kind much. talk with us today. And we'll end up with uh, uh, Dunya Ashri, the thank song you. of hope. Thank you very much. Yes.